What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Sheehan Show here on Shardog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, and it's another video about PFL today, as I am going to recap the regular season of 2022. I've previewed all of these events, watched all of these events, and the regular season has just finished now. So before we go to the playoffs, maybe if you didn't catch them all, maybe if you're not kind of up to date with, uh, with what has happened throughout the season, if you want to watch the playoffs... Maybe this is a good reminder of what has happened, where we stand, and who is fighting who at this stage. Now, with that said, the regular season has just ended. As we've seen throughout the regular season, lots of things can change. The fights that are to be made might be you know might be changed there might be injuries a lot of that but we can uh, talk about where we are right now regardless of that anyway every time i come on here and i talk about the pfl i suppose the first thing i talk about and i will go through it card by card here and then i'll go through it division by division because i think that is important because that's the way you know the pfl kind of works it and it's good but i like to talk about the overall look of pfl and the production and the feel and all of that. And do you know what? I really like it. I actually think it got better this year. There was a few things last year that was maybe a little bit annoying. Maybe they had too much of the star- smart cage stuff. Maybe they did too much of the, you know, the kind of the, the fake judging, as I like to call it, stuff. And they still have bits and pieces of all that. But I think they've toned it down a bit. I think they use it now as something to be different from the UFC, to be different from Bellator and all that. And don't use it as, you know, the everything. Which is good. It, it should never have been that. And I, uh, to use it as something different for people who like it or just to, you know, as I, as I said, per, the perfect word is just to be a little bit different. I think that's good. And, and it's no problem. And I think they've used that very well. I really like the commentary as well. I think it's very good. I think uh, Kenny Florian and Randy Couture have both improved a lot since their time in the UFC, especially Kenny, I think. I think, you know, the the practice of broadcasting, from doing it from the UFC back in the day, from doing a podcast, from doing, I think it was the battle bots and different things like that, from being on the desk and all different things. I think it's really helped them. And, you know, as someone who started off and I was doing podcasts, doing a bit of broadcasting or whatever, uh, obviously at a a very uh, lower level, you listen to your early stuff and it's like, oh God. And you know, and, and you listen back to yourself after a few years and like, oh my God, I can't believe I sounded like that. I can't believe I said those sort of things. And I'm sure when the UFC kind of started off throwing fighters into the deep end, basically, they didn't have maybe as much trend. They didn't have as much preparation, as many stats and things like that. And I think over the years, and maybe that was unfair, unfair to people like Kenny to put him in there like that, but now... Over the years, I think he's really improved, and I think he's really, really great. And I like Charlotte Connell an awful lot. And the last event as well. You know, Lillian Garcia, she's good as well. People know her from back in the day during the WWE. As, as a, a lad who was on the verge of losing his voice myself, she lost her voice in, in the sixth PFL card of this year. And she tried through the first year of four fights. I give her all the credit, and she just couldn't go on. And I think the, the right move was made. As Sean O'Connell stepped in. He did a great job, you know, kept it simple, no problem. Then Kenny had to kind of step into his role as well, kept it simple, did well, and it went off kind of flawlessly. Unless you maybe had it pointed out to you, maybe you wouldn't even notice. So they did a, they did a great job there uh, in that as well. So all around, I think that is, is pretty good. A couple of things I don't like, and maybe it's just me, I don't like the 
the referee glasses thing, I just feel like it distracts them a little bit. Like, uh, I imagine if I was a referee in that position, I'd be like, oh, I can't believe they're giving me this <laughs> this thing to wear. Uh, obviously, you know, verdict MMA is, is absolutely terrible. And if I could get rid of that, that'd be the first thing that would go for me. But they don't use it too much. And I think it kind of shows itself to be terrible at times as well. And the algorithm thing as well. As I mentioned, they don't use it as much. So maybe I'm happier with it than I, I, than I once was. So yeah, overall, I think that that's pretty good. The, look, the biggest issue I think that PFL have in their production is just the the timings between fights. It just feels like they're so long. And, you know, there are a lot of finishes in PFL as well because you get extra points for it and all of that. But the amount of time that seems like it's wasted between fights and then as well, the, the, the start card are like, over here it's half ten and it doesn't start to like quarter past eleven. It's like... Do you really need to start it that early? Do you really need to go through all of it? I don't know. It seems like it drags a bit, but, you know, that's uh, something, especially to start to show you can learn well. I'm not tuning in for the first half an hour. Let me watch something else and I'll tune in after that as well. They need to get started as well, the guys. Ian Parker, I think is his name, and Coachman, the guy that was used to be in WWE. They got to get a proper setup for them. It's just, They're like on their laptops they got to get that sorted as well. But I, I do like them coming in. The betting is going to become a, a, a more serious and an extra part of MMA over the next few years. And I've no problem with them trying that. But they need that's a part of the production that they have to have to upgrade. Get a camera like I have it. Get a microphone like I have it. Not that, not that expensive, to be honest. You'll probably get it all done for two grand or something like that, which is, you know, expensive in the grand scheme of things. But when you're on ESPN, when you're a PFL, you have a lot of money. Not that expensive, and I think it'd uh, make everything so much better. So yeah, uh, but overall, I'm I'm someone who would be fairly critical of commentary, as you can probably see from my tweets and all of that, and, and fairly cri- critical of production. But I like theirs. I, I think the the first the first card of this season they had a few glitches and they had a few things going wrong and all of that, but. From then on, they really didn't. You know, the graphics were good and things came up on time and everything. And in general, it was uh, it was very, very good. Oh, and as well, they're on Channel 4 here in the UK and Ireland. And it's just so great because... And do you know what? Actually, in Ireland, as well, I'm not sure if it's just you're in the UK. And I should, maybe I shouldn't say it because maybe they'll, I'll, I'll, I'll tell them. But they leave the whole card on YouTube. Do you know the undercard is on YouTube? But I was just looking tonight, funny enough, because I, I watch it on my PlayStation because you can get HD there. And uh, my PlayStation just like stopped connecting to the internet or whatever. And I like switched back to YouTube and it was still on. And I was like, wait, hold on. This was supposed to be only be the, uh, the undercard. But no, it turns out the main card and the undercard are all on YouTube here in Ireland anyway. So that's absolutely uh, great as well. But to have it on Channel 4, to just have it in the skybox here, it makes it makes life so much easier for me and I'm sure for people who want to watch it in the morning as well. And it's just something, you know, if they're direct competition with Bellator, it really sets them apart because Bellator it's just getting tougher and tougher to watch all the time, especially if you're in Ireland. Now, in, in, in the UK, it's on the iPlayer, I, I still think, and on BBC3, maybe some of them. But however, here it's on, like, this Virgin Media 2, right? It's like, we have we have four channels in Ireland, main channels. The third one of them is Virgin Media. And then they have Virgin Media 2 as well, which would be the fifth channel. Both of them are free there with your TV license, that's grand. But they have, the, they have a sports channel, which is a, a subscription channel. They can only get with broadband and with their TV package or whatever. And it's one of these like high fiber broadband TV packages, which you can only get in like the big cities. And I think it's, I could be wrong, but I think it's only three, maybe four cities in Ireland where you can get it. 
I can't get it here. I'm in the biggest town in the, the what third biggest uh, county in Ireland, and I can't get it. I literally cannot buy it. If I wanted to buy the channel that Bellator is on, I cannot get it. So there's no way for me to watch Bellator when it's on that channel. Now, sometimes it's on the free channel. Very rarely, though. The big card last week, the Gregor uh, Gregor Musas card was not on, so I could not. I could not watch it, and that was. That's ridiculous, really. With PFL, just make it so simple. It's on Channel 4. You can watch it. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. Absolutely uh, ideal. And uh, yeah, it's it's great. So let's get into their cards for the year. And let's. I'll quickly run through the results. Then go to the divisions and maybe discuss the divisions in further detail. Uh, to start off with, they had a few lightweight fights to headline the card and underneath it as well. Probably the fight of the season, maybe, thinking back, I'll go through it, but I, I think it was uh, Clay Collard versus Jeremy Stevens, An absolute banger of a fight. Clay Collard ended up winning the unanimous decision there. Uh, maybe one of the biggest shocks of the early goings of the season then was Hausch Maffeu, who beat Don Madge, who obviously came in last year, got one good win and looked good. and was expected to do big things, but unfortunately fell short for them. Then Antonio Carlos Jr., the last year's champion, the 205 divisional champion. He got a 29-second Darshuk against Dylan Monte. Corey Hendricks beat Emiliano Sardi in a bit of an upset there. Olivia Aubier-Mercier beat the former two-time champion, uh, Nathan Schultz. Then Alex Martinez, one of the, the standouts of the, of the year. He got a unanimous decision over Stevie Ray. We get more to Stevie Ray later on. Close fight. But uh, Stevie almost submitted him in the third, but Martinez ended up winning it. Then Martin Hamlet came out wrestling again, looked really good there. Massive knockout for Omari Akhmedov, another guy who really emerged this year to be a star, along with Rob Wilkinson, the 205 pounds. So there was lots of great finishes there. The 205 pound division opened up really, really well here. And it was a, an alternate fight in Simeon Powell against Clinton Thomas as well on that first car. But a big knockout for Rob Wilkinson, a big knockout for Omari Akhmedov. And a big submission for Antonio Carlos Jr. all on the first day. Whereas the lightweight division then, <coughs> Maffeo got the finish. Collard Auburn Mercier got the um, the decision wins there. So he was uh, a little bit ahead of uh, of them there on that one. So the second fight night of the year, the heavyweights came to headline. And Bruno Capiloza got the first round knockout against Stuart Austin there. Made real light work of the guy who had beaten Tom Aspinall. I suppose he'll always be known for that, even though that was a long time ago and one that uh, probably a lot of people don't remember. But he got the good, knock- great knockout there. Two, you know, stalwarts of the PFL, Chris Wade and Lance Palmer, took each other on. Chris Wade got the unanimous decision there. Another great fight then as well. Brendan Lachnan took on Raiji Kuda. For me, Raiji Kuda, the emerging prospect. I would say from this year in the PFL looked absolutely fantastic almost knocked Brendan Lachnan out in the first round Lachnan came back won the second round and then there was a technical decision a couple of minutes in to the third Lachnan ended up winning that third round 10-9 on the three minutes that had been held ended up winning the 29-28 decision there as well so Kudo could really have gone on and won that fight in the last two rounds can concede that he uh, and I'm sure Brendan Lachnan as well he, he tweeted me the other day saying that Kudo guy is tough and he absolutely is Lachnan got through it though did really well to come back so both guys came out I both guys emerged from that fight as winners let's be honest they absolutely did 25 second knockout then for Hina in the heavyweight division 
which kind of sends shockwaves, I suppose, through that heavyweight division. Everyone kind of feared him based on his size and his power. But after that, it was it was really shown. Uh, Dennis Golsov then uh, got a nice finish ground pound in the first round against Gary Goodale. Ante Deja got another knockout against Matthias Scheffel, knocked him down a couple of times, finished him uh, in the second round. And, you know, made Scheffel look like he wasn't the best fighter in the world. We'll get back to him in a second. Uh, Bobby Jenkins decisioned Kyle Boschniak in the 145-pound division, as did Clidson Abreu in the 265-pound division against Adam Koresh. Shaman Morais uh, won the decision against Boston Salmon as well, and Adriana Flores beat Saba Balaji in a not a great fight in that one, the 145-pound division. On the third week then, Kayla Harrison came back. And it's probably her poorest display of her career so far. She fought uh, Marina Makatina. It was a drab affair. Went 15 minutes. Kayla Harrison came out afterwards and was not happy with her performance whatsoever. And she had a right to be. It was good. You know, it was. she fought well. And if it was anyone else, you'd probably say it's a good dominant performance. Makatina didn't really get close to her. But for Kayla Harrison, it was, it was a disappointment. And it absolutely was. The 170-pound division got going that night as well. And it was a big shock here as Carlos Leal beat Ray Cooper. Now, Ray Cooper missed weight as well. Uh, the former two-time champion, I believe. He, yeah, two-time champion. Um, <clears throat> he missed weight, so he went down to minus one point. And it was, that was a massive loss for Ray Cooper. Anthony Pettiston, the big star, probably the biggest star for the PFL. He got a win here after last year. And, you know, this is a big night as well because Pettis and Rory McDonald both fought here, both got wins. Pettis finished uh, my countryman Miles Price in the first round here. Miles dove in early for a takedown and he paid the price of that. I spoke to him here on, on Chardog about that and he explained it very, very well. Then Rory McDonald finished Brett Cooper in a similar fashion. You know, quick rear naked choke there for uh, Rory McDonald, whereas Pettis got the triangle choke. And it was great because you got six points I believe wasn't it yeah for two first round finishes here one for Pettis one for McDonald and I think last year we spoke an awful lot uh, and we'll speak about this again towards uh, when, when I get through these uh, these cars but we spoke about how PFL had an issue in that maybe some of their big stars actually weren't getting through to the playoffs you had a great regular season where there was you know your stars were winning or they were losing and there were shocks and there was and then you got to the playoffs and that was still happening but you didn't have your big stars there and I I think the fact that they started them off you know you could say with easier matchups although Miles Price I kind of fancied him going into that one he performed he was three years out of the cage so you can't take anything away from it but his next performance he performed a lot better and we'll get to that in a second but Brett Cooper absolutely you know was an easier kind of matchup for Rory McDonald and he got through that one very very well so after that you know both of those guys fancy to go through and we'll see obviously towards the end uh, of this video if they did and, and you, you'll probably guess for yourself then Larissa Pacheco who I suppose is the great hope for that women's 155 pound division or was uh, with someone else and we'll talk about her in a second but she knocked out Zamagul who you know what is she 7 and 2 now no she I think she's 7 and 3 now in her career god almighty I'd, I'd love to know the 7 people <laughs> she made her because uh, we'll get to her second fight in a second but um, yeah she didn't put up much of a fight neither for two PFL fights this year let's just put it that way Danilo Taylor performed very well he won a split decision against Joe Zeferino and in the big shock and probably the most disappointing result uh, of the year for PFL when Gina Fabian beat Julia Bodum because Fabian missed weight as well if I'm not mistaken for this one so Bod actually ended up getting the points but to lose that fight, 
for Julia Budd when she was coming over and she was the one person in that division that I talked up and that everyone talked up but could be the person, not not necessarily to be Kayla Harrison, but to be a match for Kayla Harrison that we can get a little bit excited about. She's fought the best of the best. She's been able to stand there against some of the best and the best. She's beaten everyone she's faced outside of the best of the best. And then she comes in and she loses to Jenna Fabian. Now, don't no respect to Jenna Fabian. I think she's a very good striker and, uh, you know, maybe not the best all-around fighter, but if you strike with her, she can beat you. And that's exactly what she did against Julia Budd. A massive disappointment for... Uh, the PFL and an even bigger disappointment was that was Julia Budd's last fight for them uh, in this regular season because she was injured and was supposed to fight Kayla Harrison uh, at PFL 6 the last card and that didn't happen Kaylin Young was uh, stepped in there and we'll get to that in a second but it was just a huge huge blow for PFL I think and a huge blow for Kayla Harrison as well as Julia Budd because that's a fight that I think everyone wanted to see and even though the fight fell out I think it took away a little bit of shine from it after she lost in that fight another one of the stories of the season Sadabu C uh, he got the split decision win here it was a couple of close fights for C this, this year but a good win over Al Sakin uh, Gerard Al Shawi got a split decision as did Oleshnik uh, here against Abby Monte uh, Montez I, I'm a big fan of Montez but she's my god she's a mile too small for that division it feels like she's a 125 or fighting a 155 it just can't work and I, I, I don't think I think she should power from the PFL she's what 3-2 or something now in her career Maybe if she can pick, get picked up by Bellator, go to you know the the local scene, get some wins, go to the UFC or something like that. I think she has the ability to go there, but not at one fifty five. She needs to go to one thirty five at least. I, I don't know if she could get down to one twenty five. Now maybe I'm overstepping the mark there, but I definitely think one forty five, definitely one thirty five. Martina Jindrova. Uh, Meet Vanessa Mello as well. Mella, another person who is just she. I said Ronald McDonald was the nutritionist for some of these people, and that's nothing against them. They have to eat up to get to the weight, but they're just miles overweight. They're like literally some of these people are 20, 30 pounds overweight just to get here, and that's that's no good. And Mello and Montez, that's a fight I would love to see, maybe at one hundred thirty five pounds. But uh, yeah, they just. They're too small for that division. Uh, uh, Kaleshnik showed it, and Jinderova, to a lesser extent, showed it as well. The fortnight in of action, a close decision, probably the most contentious decision of the war uh, of the of the year. Although I thought it was close, you know, Alex Martinez beat Clay Collard in that one. You know, tough loss for Collard, but a good win, a good performance from him, and a good performance as well from Martinez. Then Antonio Carlos Jr. won the unanimous decision against uh, Borussia Soto. I think a lot of people expect him to get out there, but Soto stayed in that one. Oshimafeu lost to Oba Mercier. Miles Price, who I mentioned earlier, on, put on a great display. Lost a split decision to Jeremy Stevens. I might be a little bit biased here being Irish, but I thought he won that fight. It was a very close fight. Came on well and won the third round there and uh, put up uh, a great performance. And I think he'll be back maybe towards the end of the year uh, if there's, you know, to to find one of the playoff cards, maybe not necessarily in the playoffs, unless maybe someone gets injured or something, but hopefully be back. And I think he deserves another shot next year. There was another big finish in for Amari Akmanov. He got the arm triangle uh, over uh, Ostelos. Dan Schultz bounced back. He got a win over Martin Held after losing to him. It was the last year of the year before to beat uh, to, to end his big unbeaten streak so there was a bit of revenge there in that one Dylan Monte didn't beat him Leonardo Sardi who had a very poor year this year Rob Wilkinson knocked out Victor Pesta tough year for Victor Pesta two big knockouts but Wilkinson looked good Josh Silveri I was very impressed with him son of Conan Silveri he got the finish over Martin Hamlet and then also on that card uh, Nate Ginnerman via uh, Jake Childers 
fifth finally of the uh, of the fifth event of the year then massive 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 underdog wins here massive shocks Bruno Capeloza in the main event knocked out by Matthias Scheffel I remember coming into this and minus 600 was <laughs> was too small of a price for Bruno Capeloza and then Scheffel just uh, uh, Matthias Scheffel absolutely just destroyed him from pillar to post 15 minutes a great display from Scheffler and uh, the deserved winner uh, in that one Questions now to be asked of Bruno Capeloza as he moves forward. And we'll get to where that heavyweight division ended in a second, which after that was a little bit unfair, but that's the way the cookie crumbles in this. Stevie Raiden got the modified body lock, you know, body triangle submission over Anthony Pettis. The second time Pettis has been submitted with something similar in his career after Dustin Poirier also caught him as well. Massive win for the Scotsman Stevie Ray and a great win there. We'll talk more about them fighting each other in a second. There's a win. And Clids in a brew shocked Finn and Fahea. So that's three shocks in a row there at the top of that garden. Three massive shocks uh, as well, I think. Although I fancied uh, I, I did not fancy Matthias in any way CV Ray I thought it was a 50-50 but I did I thought Abreu had a chance against Fahea although I did pick Fahea but uh, Chris Wade got the win in and he finished Kyle Bozniak who was a guy who uh, took a bit this year if we want to put it that way Anti Deja a guy who always does well in that 265 pound division always puts up a tough fight for anyone got another win in as did uh, Dennis Golsov Bubba Jenkins Lance Palmer picked up their wins and then my guy Raji Kudo as well got a beautiful right hook knockout against Antonio Flores Brendan Lachnan his opponent before that as well got the unanimous decision win against uh, Ago Hustrick as well after his eye close very very tough one and Juan Adams in the heavyweight division won there as well and then last event of of the regular season for the PFL maybe the most exciting one there was lots of big knockouts and lots of big finishes as well Kayla Harrison in the main event absolutely destroyed Caitlin Young went across double leg up against the cage double leg again down on the ground and finisher little bit of an early stoppage I would say uh, from the referee but one of those ones it reminded me of uh, Leslie Smith versus Cybar back in the day everyone knew it was early but everyone was like ah you know it's probably probably better off that it was a little bit early then we've Sidibu uh, C beat Rory McDonald a very close decision the, the judges gave a unanimous a unanimously to see and I think they were right to be honest I didn't win in one and three I think the second was very close if you gave him the second I think that was right I think he definitely won the first Rory was just pushing him against the cage for the full fight so uh, look if, Rory, if there had been a card for Rory I wouldn't have gone up in arms but I think the right card was for Sidibu C and he won and uh, he won rightly so. Ray Cooper then. Unfortunately, by the time this fight had happened, because of what came before it, he was already out. But he got a 24-second win over Brett Cooper anyway, who took a couple of hellacious beatings this year. But yeah, Ray Cooper, unfortunately, that probably the biggest casualty of this year in terms of big names not making it through to the playoffs. is out as we speak. Now, we'll never know when injuries and all. He might get back in, but Ray Cooper, the third, is out. I remember... After last year, I was kind of saying I would love to see him in the UFC, and people said, "Oh, are you sure you're taking a million pounds out of his pocket?" Well, he doesn't have the million now, does he? You know, so that's very unfortunate. And uh, I, I've said it throughout this year. I think the likes of Cooper, the likes of Schultz, the likes of Wade, uh, Palmer, and others as well—they've been there for long enough now. Maybe it's better off to try somewhere else for a year, maybe two years, if they want to come back to the PFL. All well and good, but taking that. You know, that same pat over and over is very tough. It's just very tough, too. He missed weight the first time, obviously, you know. So, yeah, very, very uh, tough. Megamed Magamed Karimov didn't come back. It was his first fight of the year. Got the second round KO here. 
beautiful KO over Dylan Taylor here. Beautiful KO as well. That was from uh, Magomedo Milatov, who knocked out Jared Shalawi in the first round. Absolutely knocked him out cold after throwing a short spinning back fist inside. Larissa Pacheco as well. I said it. She's lost twice to Kayla Harrison, but it's the fight. It's the fight now we have to pin our hopes to because she's the only one there and she destroyed Gina Fabian, you know, who beat Julia Budd last time out. So that's a great win there for uh, for Pacheco. Absolutely great stuff. Mar- uh, Martina Mokachina and Jindarova also got wins as did Kaleshnik. So a great win, a great year for Jindarova and for Kaleshnik as well. So yeah, that was it. That was all the results of this year. So let's check on the standings as we enter the playoffs. So... Let's start at featherweight here in the 145 pound division. The four people to qualify, Chris Wade, Raiji Kuda, Bubba Jenkins, and Brendan Lachnan. Uh, one fights four, two fights three, if I'm not mistaken. That's how it works. So Chris Wade will be fighting Lachnan. Kuda will be fight, uh, fighting Jenkins. Now, I'll be previewing all of these fights before they happen, so I won't go into a big breakdown here or anything like that. I think the main part from that is they got Lachnan through. The fights are going to be on in the UK. Massive. That's absolutely massive for them to get Brendan Lachnan through there. They'll be hoping he beats Chris Whale, I would say, and gets to the final. And if it's a Kuda rematch or a Bubba Jenkins fight, that's a big fight there and a massive fight for the UK. So hopefully Brendan Lachnan can get that eye fix. Hopefully it's not a really bad one. Hopefully the knees are better and all as well. But, um, you know, it's funny, Kudo went one-on-one and, one and the other lads, the two lads beneath him went 2-0 and, and he still finished second, but that finish is, is what matters and that's kind of cool. I like that from the PFL, so great stuff there. The casualties, I suppose, in that division, Lance Palmer didn't make it, even though he went one-on-one and one in the year, finished with three points. Kyle Boschniak, Shaman Morice, you know, had one good outing. Flores got knocked out by Kudo, so yeah, but Lance Palmer, definitely the big one there. Then we move down to the 265-pound division. Uh, Dennis Golsa finished top of that division with nine points he will be fighting the champ Bruno Capeloso finished fourth and six points after going one and one that's going to be a tough fight for Capeloso after you know Golsov is a very very heavy wrestler and all of that then Ante Deja will be fighting Hinn and Fahea you know I'd be interested to see who's favourite for that because Deja can fight all round Hinn and Fahea is a big knockout artist but that's a that's an interesting fight there Abreu unlucky not to get through he went 2-0 and oh. you know Abreu won both of his fights didn't get through and there's three guys above him who only won one fight so that's it shows you need to get finishes and if you don't this is what can happen Juan Adams as well went one and oh he didn't get through and he did get the finish so he can be a bit unfortunate as well very maybe maybe they make that matchup maybe they make Adams versus Abreu and let's see how that goes but you'll feel sorry for both of those guys there 205 pounds then uh, Rob Wilkinson real standout him and Akhmadov both finished on 11 points Akhmadov will be fighting Antonio Carlos Jr what a fight that is and then Wilkinson will fight Dylan Monte you'd probably favour Wilkinson in that one but a massive fight between Akhmadov and Carlos Jr and I think like if Wilkinson wins that fight him versus your Akhmadov or Antonio Carlos Jr that'll be a ferocious fight looking forward to that one there Joshua Silveri almost made it you know he went 1-0 uh, finished on 6 points but didn't make it in to the, the qualifiers I think it would have been good for them if he got in there Sardi I suppose is the big casualty there didn't make it through 155 pound division then top of the pile Pettis went 1-1 one and one. Uh, Oba Mercia and uh, Alexander Martinez both finished 2-0 and, and finished second in the turn and then CV Ray finished fourth after getting the finish of uh, Pettis so it'll be Pettis and Ray again they're going to be fighting again did Oban Mercia and Martinez very even match up there 
Ver- two very interesting fights. Let's see if Pettis's rib is healed up and let's see if he can get back there. I suppose the most casualties, because this is their best division, Clay Collard out, you know, has been kind of a star for him over the last one. Nathan Schultz out, former two-time champion. Hausch Maffeo out, Jeremy Stevens out, you know, Don Madge out, Martin Held out, even Miles Price, you know, when they're coming back here in the UK. I'm sure a lot of people would have travelled over from Ireland if he was uh, fighting on it as well. So, you know, anyone who went out in that division would have been a loss to him. So, um, you know, that was that was always going to happen. Uh, then a 170... They'd be delighted to see Rory McDonald at the top of that division. Sadabu C finished second and Carlos Leal after that with Umalatov in fourth. So it'll be Umalatov versus McDonald. That's going to be an unmerciful battle. Only Umalatov only fought once, but managed to get the first round finish. So he'll, he'll be in there and then C versus Leal. They lost Megamid, Megamid Karimov there. He didn't get through. Um, Ray Cooper, the third, didn't get through. So that's a tough one for them there. Obviously, Jason Tebow as well. But in the women's lightweight division, in the most important one, Kella Harrison got through. And she avoided Pacheco as well, which is great for them because if they can build up that final, it'll be Pacheco versus uh, Kleshnik, Harrison versus Jindarova. And if Harrison and Pacheco meet, that's a massive final again. Even though we know what's happened before, big you know, losses there, I would say, would be just Julia Bowden now on. They would have hoped to have gotten her through. She finished on three points, didn't make it through. So, um, yeah, those are the standings. As we go, some very good fights. You know, we have Harrison in there. Um, we have Rory McDonald. We have Anthony Pettis. We have Antonio Carlos Jr. We have Bruno Capilosa. We have Bubba Jenkins, uh, Chris Way, Ruji Kuda, Brendan Lachnan. The stars are there. Great for the PFL. I think they'll be happy with how uh, the regular season went and going now over to the UK. It'll be interesting to see how many uh, tickets they can sell, if they can fill up those crowds, if the people react to it well. It's on Channel 4, massive for them as well. So interesting times, exciting times for the PFL. Pretty good regular season with a great uh, playoffs to come. I will have previews for every single one of those fights, every single one of those cards right here on Sherdog.com. Stay tuned and we will have them in the coming weeks for you. All right, I'll leave it at that. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com and I'll see you all next time.